time for Coffee with the Chicken Ladies, a podcast for people who love chickens. Okay, so this is a mini episode. There's been a lot of buzz about some really sad news that's been out there over the last, what, two weeks, Holly Ann? I think about two weeks. And when we all heard this and saw the video, we were crushed. Holly Ann and I were in tears. McMurray, the hatchery that we love, was hit with the avian flu. And we're like, what can we do to help? So we're reaching back out to Tom, who is the president of McMurray Hatchery. And we're going to talk with them about what's going on with the future for McMurray and how everyone really needs to know that it's okay to buy chicks. Right. So we want to introduce Tom. How are you doing? Doing real good. It's been a much better week. (laughs) Good. Yeah, for sure. It was just so much to do. Took up literally all of your time. I'm sure. So the avian flu hit one of your locations. Is that correct? Yep. So we have six different farm sites within an hour of here that we have our our birds on. And it was found in one of the flocks. And so we've been doing weekly testing for with the Iowa State, the diagnostic laboratory. And we had clean tests on Monday. We did our egg pickup on Thursday. Then we had extremely high mortality over Thursday night and Friday. And we got a test done and it was positive. So the worst news that you can receive. And I have to say that you guys handled it with such integrity. Thank you so much for being so transparent and telling all of us what was going on. We respect that. It's so refreshing to have someone who's honest and say, this happened to us. Go from there. It was really tough, but there's really no other way to go about it. That particular farm had 45 individual breeds and 40 of those breeds we don't have anywhere else. So... These were some of your original bloodlines? Yeah. So I think last time we talked, I was going to put that list together and I never did, but. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think Um, you've had a little bit on your plate right now. Yeah. So 40 of those breeds, the only stock we had left was in the incubator. Their crevicures, our blue list red wine dot line, which is, I think, one of the best ones you can find anywhere. All of the Langshan lines, the black and the white Langshan, you know, we've had those for decades. So it kind of became a mad dash of, all right, how do we save what we can? But at the time, every day was something new. I kind of left what I thought I was leaving Friday night, kind of late here. And I get calls from IDOL's Iowa Department of Agriculture. And I thought I was going to go home. And, you know, I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to hear anything over the weekend or really how this is going to go. You know, what's the protocol? And it ended up being like 1030 at night before I could even get out of the driveway, just on constant calls. And so... I have a crisis notebook. It's just lit. I was writing names and times and who I talked to because it was it was just a lot. Even just watching your video, making the announcement, we could all see the pain of what happened. And mm-hmm. I just commend you. I mean, it takes a lot to get up and say, okay, we have a lot of orders going out, but let's save the lines. And the good news in this is that you were able to save a lot of the lines, correct? Yeah. So I've got about 3,000 birds at home in my shed. Putting that together on top of everything else was kind of a pain. It was snowing and uh, trying to set up a brooder. It's like, this is the worst time of year to when you're yeah. not ready. If you're ready, it's one thing. If you're right. if you're like, hey, I'm taking these birds home today, it's a little bit overwhelming. Have you been able to sleep uh, for real? 
I eventually did. (laughs) We saw on Instagram yesterday that you were driving the chicks to the next location. And yes, so this week we were able to get about 8,000 birds to another location. And so I left it about two o'clock in the morning and then drove and it was over 750 miles just yesterday. Wow. So. Your dedication. Amazing. So. <laughs> it is amazing. You don't know a lot of people that are in this because of their passion for this animal. And the fact that this hatchery has so much history, the history mm. goes back over a hundred years and you're yeah. fighting to keep that history going. That was one of the first conversations. So I was in the parking lot on a speaker phone with the three different vets and they said, well, everything in the hatchery is getting destroyed. And I was like, I don't think you understand what you're doing. It's not one chicken. It's not, not one one breed. You know, literally, exactly. they don't exist anywhere else. You know, I said, you're putting me out of business, but that's the smaller thing of this. There is all of this genetic diversity that doesn't exist. We have friends who are in the veterinary world. And when they talk about what happened to you guys, they say that your biosecurity is top notch. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit to our listeners? So you're MPIP certified, which is the National Poultry Improvement Plan. Explain a little bit about how the testing works and how it saved as many of your birds as it did. The lines. Yeah. So like I said, we had been doing weekly avian influenza testing. And so that primarily is what allowed us to keep stuff. But even within the hatchery, yes, avian influenza can pass into the egg, but because of the high mortality rate, it wiped our, it was a Dominique line within days. That's the danger. I understand on the farm that would have killed everything. So just getting ahead of that and not allowing it to spread is the reason they do euthanize the farm. But it was a kind of a foregone conclusion anyway. By the time you really know it, it's extremely high mortality. So it doesn't pass into the egg well, but even if it does, it tends to kill that embryo. And without right. the living host, it is killed at high temperatures, which our incubators start at 100.7 degrees for over 18 hours, where it drops to 10th of a degree almost every 12 hours after that. So three weeks into the incubator, there is zero chance. It can pass onto the outside of the shell from the chick because the fecal material, you know, you've, right. you've all had to scrape poop off the egg. Right. <laughs> As the eggs come into the hatcher we don't wash them because it helps with the hatchability but they do get a disinfectant spray and and there's a mister system that runs through the whole hatchery Um, within the incubator room it is cleaned constantly the same disinfectant runs through all of that we do formaldehyde and we do fogging disinfectant that does go through the whole hatchery we had a vet walk through on saturday who was with the idols and he was like this is like the cleanest place ever. It's almost hospital level clean, which is the point, you know, Right. you want to hatch in a clean environment, just like you'd have a baby born, you hatch somewhere clean. Right. Exactly. Right. Your reputation is that it is at the highest level. So let's just go back and say, yes, it can pass through the egg, but mm-hmm. with the level of disinfecting in the hatchery, yep. that embryo, if it had it, would not even hatch through the system, no, correct? No, it will not. And That's the we, reason we're able to actually continue to hatch. And we still mm-hmm. do testing. We've had people dear to us call us, can I get chicks? It is okay, everyone. We've Absolutely. had listeners. Yeah, yeah it, it is safe uh, to get chicks. And it's safe to get chicks from you. It's yeah. <laughs> extremely safe to get chicks from you. We are getting chicks we from are. McMurray. We're we cannot wait is our breeders. This is our foundation flocks and they're the foundation for our future as well. If there was any risk, we wouldn't do it. Right. I'm raising chicks just the same as, as we were able to get some out to other customers. I'm putting myself in the same boat and I wouldn't do that if it wasn't responsible. Right. Exactly. 
So we know that you work closely with the Livestock Conservancy. We're members. We always keep tabs on what's going on in the rare breed world. Were they able to do anything to help you in this situation? Jeanette Berenger, she reached out right away as soon as she knew she's a tremendous person. She's um, amazing. We love Jeanette. We've had the best support from them and from customers saying, well, I've got three birds and a rooster. You know, if you want me to send you eggs or my birds back, we'll love to help you. And, and that's such a good feeling. And it's like, well, maybe that's literally how we save the red caps. History happen to have them. So that's the only way. The history alone makes people want to reach out to help you. People love the rare breeds. And I think a lot of hearts were broken on that day when this was announced. So we saw that you had photos of some crib cores in the brooder. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Were they that some was... of your lines or did someone send them to you? Those are ours. So that was actually the first box I grabbed. I was putting the chicks out, you know, and I was dipping beaks because that's what you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, these are the crevicores. Like, <laughs> I always say they have the funniest yeah. little combs. That was the breed that was in need of saving mm -hmm. uh, through That's Livestock Conservancy. Yeah. So we've worked with them. We worked with Jeanette specifically on that one as well. And it was a combination of our line and Jeanette's line and uh, I believe Privet Hatcheries as well. That has really revitalized the breed itself. That's great. Jeanette's worked in some French blood, I believe, since, since then. Her husband's French, though, right? right? <laughs> she taught us so many hilarious stories about her boys, but I think she said her American boys are sweet, but the French boys have bad attitude. <laughs> well, that's kind of So the second most common question we get, besides is it safe to order chicks, is specifically, what can our listeners do to help you? I get the news articles. Everyone sends like, oh, another farm. It's really heartbreaking. I don't wish that on anyone. So just practice good biosecurity at home. Having a dedicated pair of shoes for your chores. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go uh, over it again. We talked about it last time with you, but let's go over for everyone just some tips to help prevent this on their own flock. I just, I, yeah. I don't want anybody to have to do this, to have to see their birds go down like that. That's a terrible place to be. So, mm -hmm. so your number one tip for them would be have just a pair of chore shoes. If it's a Crocs or a pair of rubber boots that you can wash and mm -hmm. disinfect having dedicated barn clothes or chore clothes. You know, it doesn't seem like much. You can go out to the coop and, oh, pick up eggs on your church clothes or your work clothes. It does pass on with dander or mm -hmm. dirt. You could spread that to other people or just I other things. Chore pajamas and Crocs. That's, <laughs> how did you know that? <laughs> I, I am know. out there with my Crocs every um, day. I have yeah. my chicken Crocs. I only go yeah. with chickens. I have two properties. So my farm, one pair of boots, family farm, there's another pair of boots. That's yep. a hard and fast rule all the time. I read that Iowa was, and you mentioned this last time we talked to you, it's where two flyways converge. Mm -hmm. And so we read that the last time, was it 2015 was the last time? Yeah, maybe 2015, came 2016. Yeah. Iowa was the hardest hit state then and now. This one is a little bit wider spread. It is currently on every continent except for Antarctica. It is much more widespread. It's on up and down East Coast from California to Washington, from Florida to Maine. It's in 23 states and just wild bird confirmations. So the USDA does put out a thing. I was curious about the wild birds. Like, well, how do they find who brings in birds? But it's like eagles, bald eagles. Yeah. You're going to see a bald eagle and go, well, that's weird that it's sick or dead. The zoo has ostrich in Maryland, the Maryland Zoo, and they're not they can't be on public. They're display not right on public now. display yeah. because they're, they're at high risk. But the mm -hmm. eagles, they're the ones that are eating the fowl, and That's, they can yeah. pass it just as easily. Yep. 
a lot of people are yep. concentrating on cardinals and blue jays and bluebirds. They're not the ones spreading this. Yep. It is the waterfowl, the waterfowl and, the, and the raptors. Ducks and geese. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, because an eagle is going to eat on a duck or a goose if they find exactly. it. Exactly. Which makes you think if you're any place where there are any large birds around, mm -hmm. if you're hiking by the lake, if you're mm -hmm. anything like that, just those shoes cannot go into your chicken. That's areas. what we were talking about before. Hiking. And if you're a hunter and you're hunting waterfowl, those shoes cannot go home to your backyard flock without being disinfected or right. changed. The shoe wear is so, so important and so easy. Mm -hmm. Crocs are awesome. <laughs> they really are. Whatever. Crocs, sloggers, rubber boots, whatever works. I had bought my wife some sloggers a while back, and I'm a little bit disheartened that the fun colors don't come in men's sizes. Like, I know. It's true. Yeah. It's my like, husband's well, I want the same some, thing. I want some yellow ones or some red ones. I guess they don't make the men's stuff in the chicken. They place. need no, they the don't. chicken man. Yeah. They Come on now. Man. Come on. If you're so, listening to us, sloggers, Tom needs some sloggers yeah. with chickens on them. <laughs> this man, some yes, we need friend. Tom to have chicken sloggers. <laughs> right, this would I'm, make I'm, him happy. I'll put them in the catalog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do a little bit of good news. Can you tell us some of the lines that you have managed to save that maybe you have in the brooder you built at your house? So one that it's not an old one, but one we're really, really happy with is the black copper Morans. We've been working with those for a few years. The blue coachings, that was my daughter's. So she was like, Daddy, can we have blue coachings? Like, well, guess what? Now we got a whole bunch of them. So and the buff coachings and the white coachings and the black coachings. So that's Holly's all, heart, those coachings. Yeah. I have a number of Polish, including the black, the Langshins, the buff Polish. Brahmas, uh, all of the different Brahmas. So Thank it's really typically I would not put the Polish in with the Brahmas and the Cochins. Mm -hmm. uh, just the, the fragility of the Polish <laughs> <laughs> with those bigger breeds. That's what I have. So this is where we're at. So they're all together and they're doing really, really well. That's um, awesome. I'm afraid to ask the silver lace Cochins. Silver lace are in there. Yep. <sighs> I've got a little bit. We're of already that. looking forward to next year's order. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Your hoodans, um, we want those next year. Those are yeah. ones I'm probably going to be a little bit tight on, but they'll be. You fine. need to build your foundation stock. You again. do, yeah. and then tell yeah. us when we need to get our order in, and we will get we it. We can in. wait. We yeah. need to be patient. And you talk about what customers can do. They've been extremely patient and extremely respectful. Our first count was like 10,000 customers this year that are affected, you know, at some point that we're, we're not either going to have or have short of. So it's, that's huge. It was a third of all of our birds and the majority of all of the rare stuff. Golden Polish, the Golden Pencil Hamburgs, Phoenix, Modeled Houdans, Red Leghorns. It's a really long list. We know that you are going to rebuild and next year we're all still going to be here and you have options for people this year. They can reorder something else that may be available that's not on their order or they can hold their order off till next year. Yeah. One thing that logistically I'm trying to figure out and, and how to make it work, but because we're putting these birds down now in six months, we'll have eggs. And so I'm not really putting it out there, but there's a really good chance we could hatch September, October, or November for the end of this year yet. For the fall and season. And our first priority will be for the customers affected this year. Yes. Okay. 
I really believe that your customer base is loyal and grateful of your transparency because knowing what's happening makes people even more understanding. There's different options that you can do. You don't have to get a refund right now. So if you want to help McMurray, you can leave your order in and postpone. Yeah, we'll keep credit on account forever. So mm -hmm. we have yeah. what you want. And you have and really lines of chickens that nobody else has. I was thinking about adding some new birds, but not this year. That's going to be a whole nother conversation. With you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Something to look forward to the new year. So where do you see the future for the hatchery? This year really hurts. It's going to put gonna a damper on things. Talking with the vets and the staff with, between the USDA and the Iowa poultry, they're like, literally, you can't do anything more. We go into places like, oh, you need to do this and this and this. is You didn't do anything wrong. And I talk to that about chicken owners all the time. You know, you can do everything right and still lose birds. It doesn't exactly. make it easier. We feel like we're really good there for the better or worse. It was reaffirming. <laughs> yeah. But you're so right. And it goes into the world of even just being a backyard chicken person. Mm -hmm. You can do everything right and still lose a chicken. But you have a plan to go forward yeah, and so. keep everything going. Yep. So, you know, number one was preserving our lines and we're really, really good there. Like I said, I've got birds right. at home. We've got birds at another location where we didn't have redundant flocks on these farms. We're going to take a hard look at how do we put two things. I know it might mm -hmm. be a smaller pen here or a smaller pen there, but having a better backup. We've always just kind of relied on, well, we have the incubators, you know, we have between three and four weeks of eggs here at the hatchery. But until you hit that, like we did, it became overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That does raise yep. that ugly question, though. What none of us want to think about, are we going to be hit with avian flu again and again in future years? One of the questions we pose, because on this farm, we have a couple of buildings. And so the one building was, was absolutely compromised. But there's another building on the other side of the farm. We went through 2015 and talked about, do heritage breeds have better resistance to the avian influenza than commercial poultry? And we'd always kind of thought so. And we did see that manifest within the barn itself. A couple of the breeds got sick. Some of them never did. Um, oh, and wow. it never spread into any of the other buildings, but it, it was too close for comfort, according to the USDA. We had offered, instead of just going through and euthanizing now, we have a very isolated location where we don't have to bring anything in. This isn't sustainable. You cannot go every year and kill off every bird. There's already 30 million birds in Iowa, I think, this year, and we're far from over. Brings up another question. What about a vaccine? Can we get a vaccine for our chickens against yeah. the avian flu um, at some point? There is one, and it has been not recommended by the world because once you vaccinate, you don't get the current testing schedule. It will show that they've had it, even though it's just, it could be a killed vaccine, but they show antibodies to it. Okay. It's how we're testing for it. In the world stage, all states export a ton of poultry, whether that's turkey or chickens or whatever. Mm -hmm. They do all of that testing to export it or to import it into other countries. And so they've been resistant to doing a vaccine. But because of how global it is this time around, there's a very good chance from the people that I've talked to that they will go into a stricter vaccine phase. Okay. That's I good news. It would make chicken keeping easier for everyone across the board for you and these amazing genetic lines yep. from when Mr. McMurray had them outside the bank. We talked about that last month. And the Menorcas. The yeah. Menorcas out the back of the bank. And I won't ever forget that. That is an amazing oh, it's, story. It's the best story. The history of your hatchery. We need to do something proactive. 
vaccinate if we can. And I'm glad it's on the horizon. It takes big events to make big change, I guess. Every conversation I have is this is, we can't continue to, to do this. It's hundreds of millions of birds affected. And in the UK, it's every year, basically, because right. we have friends yeah. over in the UK yeah. um, and they're every year now. We're pretty lucky. Yeah, overseas, it's, it is definitely worse. It's from South America to England, from India to, to Russia to China. It's in every country. It's just terrible. Well, what we want our listeners to understand in all of this is it's okay okay. to get chickens, to get chicks. It's okay, Um, especially from McMurray right now. Get your chicks. It's a great time. Yes. To be honest, we're going to keep them in a brooder, which is hot. Yes. And they're not going to go outside yet until the temperature warms up, which doesn't activate the avian Mm -hmm. influenza. It gets killed at higher temperatures. So typically we're looking for like right now in Iowa, we'd look for 80 degree days and that we'd feel a lot better. So. so everyone listening to this, it's okay. Let's get chicks. Let's okay. keep this yep. going. If you're going to add to your flock, getting chicks from a hack will be the absolutely safest yeah. way you can do it. Absolutely. And like I said earlier, we are getting chicks over at McMurray. We're so excited. We have some Andalusian coming and so gorgeous and Delaware, which we just did a brief spotlight <laughs> on this week. So anybody who listened to that knows that I love them and I want them. <laughs> You're if doing it. Chicks from McMurray Hatchery, you can too. You can too. Is there anything else you want listeners to know, Tom? It's been a whirlwind. It's only been two weeks, but it feels like it's been a year. We're getting caught up. We're getting things handled. Customers have been tremendous. We still have a lot of people to contact. Phone lines have been kind of busy. I thought we had topped out the phones earlier this spring. We were at like 180 people on hold. Last week, we had over 400. Wow. And that's the thing also, listeners, if you have an order in with McMurray, try not to flood the phone lines. McMurray Uh, Catchery is going to let you know if your order is affected. You can call, that's for sure, but there will be some wait times. I want to give out a shout out to Ginger. We have gotten to know her over the last few weeks. I talked to her on the phone about soccer, about everything. She is amazing, and I know she's doing amazing things for the hatchery. We have met with you, with Ashley, with Ginger. Everyone we meet has amazing passion for chickens, and that's why we love being with you guys, because (laughs) you have the passion that we have for heritage, rare breed chickens. You don't find that in everybody out there. It's just so nice. We really appreciate you taking the time to come on here, explain to our listeners what's going on and just have some candid talk about this. I appreciate you guys taking the time. It really means a lot. It's been a rough week. What an amazing hatchery, 100 years of history. Please, everyone, support McMurray through all of this and get your chicks. Yeah. Okay. So, Tom, thank you for coming on and talking with us. And we'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to see more of us, please follow us on Instagram at Coffee with the Chicken Ladies. If you'd like to help us grow the podcast, please leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, please visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash coffee with the chicken ladies. Thanks for listening.